you guys, sometimes it's never good. But the truth of the matter in this game is you take them how they come. Good move by Heineke and out of bounds inside the five. Heineke with protection. Clark breaks free. Wow, what a pass. Okay, you stuck together. You do things that you needed to do. But there are a lot of things we got to correct, a lot of things we get better at, and that's the truth. What a play. This is the Pound for Pound Podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the Pound for Pound Podcast. I am your host, LB. Thank you for joining me here today. Welcome to Dallas Week. It's Thursday, December 9th. We're coming off the heels of a huge win against the Las Vegas Raiders. Who would have thought at the at the end of October, you know, we had just lost to Denver. Going into our bye week, we thought our season was over. Who would have thought a month later... Four games later, we're sitting here with everything we want right in front of us. And nobody can dictate how this season ends other than us. We're not looking around hoping for other teams to lose so we can sneak in. We control our own destiny. And it's a miracle that we can say that now, considering where we were, 2-6, and six, our season had a faint pulse. The The line was about to go flat, and here we are now entering the biggest stretch of this season. And more importantly, one of the biggest games that I can remember as a Washington football team fan. Uh, I've you know been a fan since I was a kid of this team, and there have not been that many big-time games for this organization. Obviously, you could think of the two playoff games. You know, I've been a fan since I was a kid, and I'm... You know, I'm pretty young, so I've only seen two playoff games. Those two games were huge. Uh, uh, 2012 Week 17 against Dallas was also a huge game, but I just feel that this game is going to be one of the best games that I've ever seen us play, not even just you know based off how we were playing, but with what is at stake, not only for the hopes for this team to make the playoffs, but possibly gaining a game on Dallas for the division crown, which is still a very obtainable goal i'm thinking big look after we beat uh the seahawks we snuck in at we were we were sitting at the seventh seed this week we just beat the raiders our fourth straight game and now we're sitting at the sixth spot i'm looking for that four spot and if las vegas wants to give up the five that's cool too but i'm looking for that four spot that four spot is monumental it's 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 so hard to put into words how important it is to have home field advantage uh, for a playoff game. To have a home playoff game is you can't you know compare that to playing on the road. Playing on the road in a playoff game, especially this season, now that we have fans. So like last season, we won the division, had the home playoff game, but there was no fans. I'm not saying that you know our our fan turnout at home games is is really good. <laughs> like, but. At the end of the day, it's still a home playoff game, and players ride on that momentum. The, this game against Dallas is going to be huge. One of the biggest games I can remember as a fan. And on this on this podcast today, we're going to break it down. I want to talk about some of the key players that they're that they're that they have now. This Cowboys team is the healthiest they've been all season, and unfortunately for Washington, we're sitting in a position that we are not healthy but we it's been like that all season and we've overcome every single time so you know there's no excuses out here and there's a no excuse league it's a next man up league and we have been done a good job of 
of challenging our injuries and battling through these injuries with the depth on this team. And the Cowboys are struggling. They just barely scraped by against the the Saints. I know it was a blow, but there was um some late minute touchdowns in there and their defense just you know Taysom Hill folded at that in that game. But that Dallas that Cowboys team did not look good. And they're well west they're well rested now. They just came off of a long mini bye. You know, they played on on Thursday against the Saints. I'm I'm pretty sure it was, it was I'm pretty sure it was a Thursday game. And so they're on a long they're on a long bye. And, or they're on a long break, per se. They're not on a bye, but they're on a long break. And they're coming in with lots of preparation, lots of days to prepare for us. So we're going to be need to be on our P's and Q's to win this game. So we're going to talk about that. But first, let's talk about what happened in this Raiders game. Now, in this Raiders game, it was ugly. Another, you know, back-to-back weeks, we finished with a score of 17-15. to 15. We beat Seattle 17 to 15, and now we just beat the Raiders 17 to 15 to come back to 500 for the first time this season. And... That's great. We're, we're, we put ourselves in a position to control our own destiny. And that's what I want to make very clear. We don't have to worry about what other teams are doing. We just have to worry about us. And you know when, And I want to get to talk about this. Uh, I'll talk about this after, matter of fact. But in terms of this game, sorry about that. In terms of this game against the Raiders, it was gritty. And I'm not going to say that it was a pretty win, but we got it done. And I don't care if we win by one point, two points, or by 50 points. A win is a win. And... We, you know, no excuse. We went into this game banged up. We were without J.D. McKissick. Uh, unfortunately, you know, terrible news. We lost Logan Thomas for the season. And that's just, it was just an unnecessary play. But we'll talk about that in a second. Logan Thomas out for the season. We, we lost him for, you know, second half of the game. We we were without um, some key players on defense like uh, Landon Collins, who, was, who missed uh because he got injured in the Seattle game, he he was not playing, and we were also you know obviously missing uh, our stud pass rushers and Chase Young and Montez Sweat. So we went into the game banged up. We were also without our our backup guard who was playing center as our third string center in West Schweitzer. So we were banged up going in this game, and it was evident that the Raiders were were gonna fight. We, we came out of this game, came out in the game, first drive, scored a touchdown. You know, and it's easy to do that. You have scripted plays to start off a game. Scripted plays that you're going to follow for, you know, you have a set of 15, 18 plays that are scripted, and that's how you're going to come out. And we came out with an immediate touchdown. They had no response. On the first carry of the game, Antonio Gibson had like a 20-yard carry on the first run of the game. So Antonio Gibson has been a, has been revolutionized in this in this second half of the season. They are giving him the ball in the, in the passing game as well and giving him carries. Antonio Gibson finished with 27 touches, 27, 27 touches, 23 carries and four and four receptions. I mean, five receptions. So it was 28 touches. He has been phenomenal and he did it without J.D. McKissick this week. Hopefully we can get J.D. McKissick back for this Dallas game because we're going to need all hands on deck to beat this Dallas team who is getting some studs back on their defense. So this Cowboys defense is not what we thought they were going to be this in the beginning of the season. We thought they were going to be a dumpster fire. We thought they were going to allow 30 points a game, but that's just not been the case. They have been getting to the quarterback, and they have been one of the best defenses in the league. They're turning, they're creating turnovers with their star corner, Trayvon Diggs. So this Cowboys team is is defense that is is not something to 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 look away at so you know something to scoff at but their offense has been struggling and we're gonna need to establish 
the run game very very important to establish the run game in this game because we're going to need to put up points and we're going to have to open up the, our playbook with play actions and bootlegs to keep them honest you know we're not going to be able to win this game putting 17 points against the Dallas team we're going to need to score at the bare minimum the bare minimum 24 points to, to have a chance to win this game this Dallas team is talented but we have the momentum we're the hotter team and we're the better coach team and that should not be taken lightly Taylor Heineke finished the game with 196 passing yards two touchdowns and an interception that interception was almost cost us and he almost had another one that Trayvon Morig uh dropped that Morig dropped the uh secondary player for the Raiders and that would have been another costly interception so the the interception that he did throw whatever it cost us it was a bad pass he threw like behind Terry McLaurin, like he put too much on it and he was late to the throw and it was just an easy interception and it almost cost us. We had to go down and kick a game winning field goal with our fourth kicker of the season. It's just mind blowing how we, uh, this team fights. And that's, what's going to happen when you have a Ron Rivera led team, Ron Rivera coaches his, his players to fight and they're not going to give up no matter what. And that's just, that's just the truth, especially in the later portion of the season when you can when you can sniff when you can feel what is what you have to attain when you feel that playoff spot when you feel that division crown in reach that's when Ron Rivera coach coach teams play their best brand of football uh Heineke play, managed the game effectively and that's what we've seen these last couple weeks we've seen a quarterback who has been managing the game protecting the football and he he look Heineke has a, a, a couple different <laughs> games. He would have the stinker where he's plays horribly. Then he's go out there and then plays crazy and has like m- crazy plays and he wins you a ball game single handedly. These last couple weeks, and this win during this win streak, he he has been solid, just a game manager. And the way he's playing now, I still believe gives him a a phenomenal chance to be the quarterback for this team next season. I don't know what the rest of this season, you know, has in store for Taylor Heineke and this team. But what I do know is, is that these five weeks are going to be the biggest indicators for what Heineke will be on. If Heineke will be the leader of this team next season. Personally, I think we just have to wait and see. These are going to be the biggest games of Heineke's career. This stretch right here is going to be the biggest games of his career. The playoff game, obviously, there against Tampa last season was the biggest game of his career. It's a playoff game. You can't you can't beat that. But the expectations were so low that you no, know, it it didn't matter what he did. You know, he could have went out there and thrown three and four interceptions, and nobody would have batted an eye. People would have thought that's what he was supposed to do. like. Like that's what you would think he'd do. A guy off the streets, right? But he played amazing. Now he has this team behind him, this team and this coaching staff believes in him and this fan base is starting to believe in him. Now we're going to see what he he can do when we, when there's the belief in him, you know, it's, it's a great story to have a guy off the street, make plays for you. It's, it's, it's a great story, but now what is he going to do when the pressure's on and he needs to lead this team to not only the playoffs, but potentially a division crown. And this is Heineke's first game in this in this in this rivalry you know he hasn't played against Dallas in his career yet he, last season he played against the 
the Panthers and Buccaneers. This season, we haven't played Dallas yet. We've only played against the Giants. So he's only played in one division game because last season he didn't play in the in that game against the Eagles. He played, uh, I think it was like Alex Smith played in that game, I think. So the, the point is, is that Heineke's going to get introduced into this rivalry for the first time in his career. And I promise you that stadium in FedEx is going to be electric. There's going to be, it's going to be the most packed it's been in a long time, especially this season. You know, the turnouts in this uh, so far this year have not been that great. Uh, the Monday night game was okay. Uh, this game against Dallas should be the most packed the stadium's been. And you know how Dallas fans are. Dallas fans are going to come out in bunches and they're going to infiltrate the stadium. So it's important for Washington football team fans to be loud and be vocal because there's going to be a good representation of Cowboys fans in the stands on Sunday. So that's just a couple of things that, you know, takeaways that I have from this game against the Raiders. It was gritty. It was not the prettiest game. There were ample opportunities for us to lose the game, but we didn't. And, you know, you can you can say we would have lost if he gets the, if Maury gets the interception. Well, he didn't, you know. And you can't say about the you can't say the what if, you know. Well, if he didn't do this or well he didn't do that. Well, the point is he didn't do it, and we came out on top, and that's what matters, and that's what good coach, well coached teams do. They come out when when it's ugly. You're not going to be able to put up thirty points and 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 what run away with a win every single week. So. It's important to win these greedy games because that's what good teams do. Good teams win the games that go ugly. And look, I know everyone saw that Monday Monday night game that, uh, this past week with the the Patriots and the Bills. That game was horrible. There, the weather was crazy. It was an ugly game. But the the better coach team won the game. No questions asked. No questions asked. The better coach team won the game, and that's what I want to get to at this game against Dallas. Our coaching staff has way more. I trust our coaching staff a thousand times more than I trust Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys coaching staff. Look, their their win against the Saints was good. Dan Quinn stepped in as their interim coach, but now Mike McCarthy is going to be back at the helm for this team. And believe me, Mike McCarthy is the last coach that I'm scared of, and that's just the facts. That is just the facts. No matter how way you, no matter what way you slice it, I will never fear the Dallas Cowboys, and I know we can win this game. The only, the only thing that is stopping us from winning this game is ourselves. There is not one aspect of, well, there's not many aspects of this Dallas team that I don't think we can handle. What I've seen this season, what I've seen these past this, during this win streak, it shows me a team that can is going to be able to handle business, and we're going to be able to come out on top. So, this Dallas game now, we're six and six. They are eight and uh, what are they now? Eight and four. Not eight. Not eight and four. They're like eight and six. I think. Let me let me figure out what their what their schedule it what their record is real quick. Their schedule is eight and four, eight and four, not not eight and six. They're eight and four. Uh, look, this division is still up for grabs, and if they would have lost against the Saints this this past week, we could be looking at we could have been looking at this game for first place. Now we're just looking to keep pace, and the only way we're going to be able to keep pace is if we win these two games against them. If we want to get a chance to get this four seed and win this division and have a home playoff game, we're going to need to beat Dallas at least at the bare minimum. The bare minimum split with Dallas. That's the only way we're going to be able to ha have a chance to keep pace because they have the two-game lead against us. They have the two-game lead against us. So the two games we play against them are going to be huge. But like I said, one game at a time. And let's look at the injury report for this game on Sunday. 
we're gonna meet. Oh, look, our injury report. It's a laundry list. The Dallas is the the Dallas Cowboy injury report. Short and sweet, and that's not what you wanted to see, right? For especially for our team, uh, we're gonna be missing key players and potentially missing more players than anticipated. We have a couple players coming back, but it's just a lot. You know, we've been dealing with this all season. And there's no excuses. Next man up. So uh, this is Thursday's practice. Uh, there are two players who did not practice on Thursday. Uh, the first player being uh, Jordan K, the linebacker. Uh, I can't pronounce his last name. So uh, he's a special team linebacker. Uh, he was limited on Wednesday and didn't practice uh, today. But I think it may be more so of a uh, maintenance thing. So he'll probably play. Uh, he Look, he's a depth linebacker. It, it's not a huge deal. He plays special team. Uh, Wes Schweitzer did not practice. You know, we knew he was going to be out a couple weeks. So no surprises there. Now, all the following players were limited on practice on Thursday. And these are it's good signs that they could practice on Thursday, but this Friday practice report, look, there are players on here that we're going to need, and we'll talk about them individually. The first person being Jonathan Allen. Jonathan Allen was limited on Wednesday and Thursday. I think that there are a lot of players on this list that aren't going to practice on Friday because they know already what, what the game plan is. You know, Jonathan Allen is one of those players that doesn't need to practice on Friday. I think that on Friday we'll be we'll see some of these players rest and not practice, so they can be ready on Friday you, on, on Sunday. I'm sorry, you do not want to aggravate an injury, especially going into the biggest game of the season. You you can't miss these guys. You can't miss, you can't be without Jonathan Allen. You can't be without Landon Collins. You can't be without Jamin Davis, J.D. McKissick, Curtis Samuel, Brandon Sheriff, Ricky Seals Jones. All those players were limited practice participants on Thursday, so we're gonna need to see how they, what happens tomorrow. We need every single one of those guys to play. Jonathan Allen, limited. Landon Collins, limited. He didn't practice on Wednesday, but he did get on the practice field on Thursday. Landon Collins might need to go on, on pra and practice on Friday so that he can have a chance to play on Sunday. Jamin Davis, he popped up with a concussion. Not good. Not a good sign. Our linebacker depth is weak as it is. We're, if we're without Jamin Davis and Khalid Hudson just got placed on IR, we could be looking and Jordan Jordan K on the depth on the injury report as well. We could be looking at a scenario where we all we have is Cole Holcomb and David Mayo. So yeah, it's gonna be scary. We're gonna need Jamin Davis to play or Jordan K to play or Landon Collins to play. So Landon Collins can help out in the linebacking situation. Because without without the depth we have now, it's scary. Uh Tyler Larson, our uh, backup center, he's limited. And he was active last week, but he didn't start. He was still kind of banged up. And they, I think they just had him active so that they could have a backup plan in case, in case Keith Ishmael uh, got injured so that, you know, Tyler Larson wasn't 100% to play to start, but he was, you know, maybe he was like 70, 75%, and he could come in if they in an emergency. But I think he's, he's getting closer to 100%, and he could come back, and that would be a massive boost to our offensive line. But Keith Ishmael also has been playing very respectably, Especially since he's only played in what like three NFL games, he's never started until last week. So, uh, good news uh, from Tyler Larson. JD McKissick was limited. You know he suffered. He did not play last week, and he had that you know that scary concussion against Seattle on Monday night, and he didn't play last week. But he got back on the practice field today, so it, that's a good sign. We're gonna need him. We're gonna need to take the load off and use. Both are running backs in this game. 
it's gonna be it's gonna be key. Uh, Curtis Samuel also limited. Brandon Sheriff also limited. Those two players have been, uh, you know, you have to maintain those players, especially Brandon Sheriff. Brandon Sheriff has missed games this year, and we're gonna need him. We're gonna need everybody all hands on deck, especially on the offensive line, because of what Dallas is bringing back. Uh, and then the last person on the injury report is Ricky Seals Jones, our second string tight end who now is going to be our first-string tight end because of Logan Thomas's season ending on IR this past week. Ricky C. Jones stepped in admirably the first time Logan Thomas was on IR. Now we're going to rely on him for the rest of the season, and we're going to rely on youngster John Bates, who honestly has played really well. He has played better than I anticipated, and we're going to you know see what happens with that situation, especially, you know, Logan Thomas being out for the rest of the season. Turning the page to the Dallas Cowboys now, their injury report is short. Uh, the only people on here of note necessarily would be Tony Pollard, who did not practice on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott is on was on here, but he practiced in full both Wednesday and Thursday. If Tony Pollard is missing, Tony Pollard's a big play waiting to happen. If he can't play... It's just an, an, another boost for us, an, another good sign for us that he's not going to be available for them. Uh, Michael Parsons is on the injury report, popped up on the injury report today. Uh, I, there's no signs indicating that he's in any possibility of missing the game. There's any possibility he'll miss the game. So fully expect to get a full dose of Michael Parsons. And I want to see what this guy has. We could have t- we could have taken him. Uh, no, I, I don't know. Did he did he fall? I'm, I don't remember. I'm, let me let me not even speak on it because I'm not sure. Uh, Michael Parsons. Has been phenomenal this season, and this Dallas defensive line is getting some players back. So we're gonna need all hands on deck for this offensive line. And Cedric Wilson is also on uh, as a limited participant. He isn't really that involved now that C.D. Lamb, Omari Cooper, and Michael Gallup are all in the field for Dallas. So Cedric Wilson, uh, if he misses the game, great. If he doesn't, no big deal. Um, expect. A uh, heavy dose of the three wide receivers that I just mentioned, Cooper, Lamb, and Gallup for this game. Now, let's talk about what I, went, I was wanted to talk about earlier with this Dallas defensive line. So, Demarcus Lawrence just made his return to the lineup last week, and we're going to get a full dose of Demarcus Lawrence. But on top of that, they're also returning Gre- uh, Randy Gregory. So this defensive line is going to be healthy for the first time in a long time for this Dallas team, and we're going to need to be prepared for that. Uh, there, are some, there are a few aspects of Dallas's um, secondary that I think we can uh, exploit, um, most notably with Anthony Brown. Look, we all saw it. We all saw how many times he was penalized on Thanksgiving, and we know that he is their weak spot in the secondary. So they play a lot of man-to-man. Look, Terry can beat every single one of their corners. I can say that without any hesitation. We're going to need to feed the ball to Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin is going to have to play a bigger role. He did not play a big role in the Seattle game. He did not play a big role in this game against the Raiders. We're going to need to see him, and we're going to need to see Scott Turner open up this playbook for Terry McLaurin to get some to get involved. And Curtis Samuel, too, look, our, we're going to have to have a very diverse play play calling situation for this game. We're going to need to establish the run. We're going to need to attack them vertically and horizontally to expand the, f- the field and give some running lanes to Gibson and hopefully McKissick. Um, in terms of their defensive line, offensive line hands are going to be full. They get they get to the quarterback. Michael Parsons gets to the quarterback. 
DeMarcus Lawrence gets to the quarterback, and Randy Gregory, they all get to the quarterback. So our offensive line is going to have to be stout. And Heineke, honestly, is going to have to avoid some of this pressure. In this game against the Raiders, he had two huge escapes. I mean, Crosby, one of them had him wrapped up. <laughs> he had him. He had him. And Heineke, like he always does, seems to do almost every game, slithers out of it, runs out of it, and then makes a play. So... Heineke's going to need it. Look, we're going to need the best version of Heineke that we can get. Look, look, this team, this Dallas team is the more talented team, especially with their revamped defense and Dan Quinn at the helm of as defensive coordinator. He, it has changed their defense entirely. But I'm not afraid. We are going to need to make plays, and that's just what it boils down to. If we want to win this division, look, they're not going to just hand it over. If we want to take me take this division back, we're gonna need to do it by beating them twice, and that and that's just the cold hard truth, and that's just the the cold hard truth. Where the injuries we have are cannot be an excuse. The the lack of offensive weapons can't be an excuse. There's no excuses, and we're just gonna have to be the better team. We're gonna have to out execute them, and with Ramavera at at the helm leading us, there's there's no other person I would want. Than Ron Vera. Ron Vera had dealt with so much adversity in the beginning of the season. People calling for, you know, saying we were garbage, and now here we are. I thought our season, I thought our season was over, and now we're entering the biggest game of the season against Dallas. I mean, who would have thought? Who would have thought? And look, looking at look, looking at this NFC conference, there is so many, so many pieces that can fall our way. And I want to bring, I want to do this real quick. Um, the NFC is wide open, wide open. And honestly, there's a scenario where all three, three NFC East teams make the playoffs with Washington, Dallas, and the Eagles. Look, say what you want about Jalen Hurts and these, and these Eagles. They are, look, they're, they're, they're figuring it out. They're, they're making a way where they're right on the outside looking in. One slip up by us, or one slip up by the 49ers, one slip up by the Rams, and they're right in there with us with Dallas. The 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 best case scenario I want to see is us snagging the fourth spot, snagging the division, the Cowboys sliding to the fifth seed or the sixth seed, and the Eagles just on the outside looking in. That's what that's what I want, right? But sometimes that's just not how it goes. Right now we're six and six, sitting at the sixth spot, the sec the second wild card spot, and. Our fate is in our hands. We have the five division games coming up. And I want to do a little like uh, scenarios, like what if. I think that we're going to need at least win nine games to just get in the playoffs. So let's just talk about just getting in the playoffs. We can, these last five games now, this look, it's a, this is a brand new season, these five games, right? If we go three and, uh, will this be three and two? In these stretch of five games, I think it'll be enough to to get into the playoffs. And look, they better not let us in these playoffs, man. I say this with the utmost confidence, and people think I'm crazy when I say this. We can do damage no matter what 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 our placement is. If we're division winners, if we're a wild card team, if we're the seven seed, we can do damage. Preferably, we don't want to be the seven seed because if we Look, the only team in the NFC that I'm scared of is the Cardinals. And the Cardinals are are serious. They're a serious team. They have the depth. They have the talent. They have the playmakers. They have the quarterback. They have the coach. Well, 
Cliff Kingsbury does make some does make some questionable plays, uh, makes some questionable decisions, but they have the pieces, and the Cardinals are an old team that I think that we, you know, like when you you know think about it, that we don't have a chance against. But if you do, you want to avoid you want to avoid Arizona, do not get the seventh seed, and we're in a position right now to do that. So look, we make it if we if we get end up with eight wins. Then it's a little bit dicey because we have a lot of teams on our tail, uh, the 49ers, the Eagles, the Vikings who play tonight, the Panthers, um, the Falcons, you know, you know, maybe. Right. But there are teams that can get eight wins. And then if eight, we could just be on the outside looking in with an eight and eight and nine record. Look, the, if if we we have to split. This at least split with Dallas. We have to at least split with where we are in the in the standings. Splitting with Dallas, splitting with the Eagles, and then beating the Giants. That's the most likely situation because you know we play at Eagles at Dallas. You know, and those you you know you can't overlook the home field. The home field. I think we can beat Dallas at home. No questions asked. And I know I know we're gonna win, but. Going to Jerry World, it's it's a it's a tall task to ask. So that's what I'm gonna leave it out for this game. Look, we're entering the biggest game of the season, and as a Washington fan, this is all I wanted. When this schedule came out in the beginning of the season, I looked, I was in disbelief. I was astonished. Five straight division games. I'd never seen anything like that. I'd never seen anything like that. Five straight division games. That's a lot to ask for, for from a team. You, you want these division games sprinkled out so you don't have it all riding on the line. And all I, all I asked, all I asked the football gods was to get me to these five games with a chance. And here we are, not only with a chance, but with momentum. And that's just so massive. These look, I don't know what the schedule makers were thinking, but it could have been a blessing in disguise. We could walk away with this division, run with it. And every single game... This, you know, in this, in this win streak, it just reminds me so much of 2012. And I hate reminiscing of the past. I mean, the past is the past for a reason. But in 2012, with Robert Griffin III, we won seven straight games, took the division away from Dallas, and we had the Seattle Seahawks on the ropes. And if it wasn't for an injury, who knows how far we could have gone Look, I don't know if we could, we would have beat San Francisco that year. They had a really good team, but we could have done damage. And this season reminds me so much of that. We started off two and six in 2012. We started off two and seven and won and won, uh, or I mean, uh, three and seven. We won seven straight. We can we can win out. And winning out, if we win out, there's no team that can stop us. No team that can stop us. If we win out, we're sitting eleven and six. Like think about that for a second. Eleven and six. If you told me, um, a month ago, October thirty first, after we just lost to Denver, that we'd finish the season above five hundred, if we finished ten and seven, I would have called you crazy, crazy. I would have laughed in your face. But here we are, nonetheless. And that's why this 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 league is a week to week league. And all you can ask for is a chance. And that's what we have now. So I'm gonna leave it at that. This game against Dallas is gonna be huge. Look, we're going to win this game, guys, and, I, and I'm confident in saying that. Well, I'm not scared of these Dallas Cowboys, and I know that this football team is going to fight, and it's going to be a gritty, ugly, dirty, smash-mouth football game. So I'm going to leave it at that, guys. 
Uh, I'm not gonna, you know, no listener hotline this week. I would definitely do it next, uh, you know, after the game on Sunday. Uh, thank you guys so much. Oh, sorry about that. Thank you guys so much for listening. I just hit my microphone. Thank you guys so much for, you know, tuning in with me, rocking with me, you know, making these podcast episodes are, you know, it's grind and I'm not the most consistent, but I put my heart into this and, you know, this is what, this is what we do. You know, we win gritty games. So I'm leaving it at that. I'll see you guys next week. Hopefully when we're seven wins, six losses, James knock on wood, but I'm, you know, here we are watching the football content. Look, if you want to leave me a voicemail, you want to be on the next listener hotline question, a segment of my show i have a link at the bottom of the spotify description also on my social media pages you uh, you can follow me on twitter and you can eat um, sorry you can follow me on twitter uh my twitter is uh twitter at the p4p podcast uh, let me just make sure that yeah at the p4p podcast and my email uh the p4p pod at gmail.com you can listen on Spotify, Apple Music, and leave me a voicemail. Hit the link at the bottom of the description of Apple Music and Spotify, speakpipe.com. That, uh, that's my social medias. Thank you so much for walking with me. Have a nice one, and be safe. It's never pretty, guys. Sometimes it's never good. But the truth of the matter in this game is you take them how they come. Good move by Heineke and out of bounds inside the five. Heineke with protection. Florent breaks free. Okay, you stuck together. You do things that you needed to do. But there are a lot of things we got to correct, a lot of things we get better at, and that's the truth. What a play. This is the Pound for Pound podcast.